Hello and welcome to the Mindful Chats podcast. I'm your host Dara Torres and on this podcast I talk about mindset, mental health and so much more. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope that you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the Mindful Chats podcast and I'm really excited to have a guest on today because it's been a wee while since I've had a guest and it's really exciting because I actually know this guest. I met him, was it last week? Yeah, last Saturday. I, like, I lose tra- yeah, yeah, I lose track of days so easily. I'm like, <laughs> what day is it? But uh, yeah, I went to a sober meetup and I met Douglas. And Douglas's Instagram is called Sober But Not Boring. And the reason for that is because he's sober, but definitely not boring. <laughs> and that is, uh, yeah, you've definitely proved that with your posts, the way you're living your life. And I'm really excited to have you on today and hear about your sober journey, um, especially because you've just had six months as well, which is super exciting. Like massive well done on that. Um, but yeah, I'll let you introduce yourself and tell everybody all about what you're about. So hi, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm super, super excited. A little bit nervous though. I didn't think I'd be nervous, but I feel like once I'm into it, I'll be all good. Um, yeah, so I'm Douglas. Um, I'm from Sober But Not Boring. Um, first of all, talk about the handle for Instagram because I was like, why, what could it be? I remember sitting thinking like, I want to have something that people will remember you by as well. Um, and ever since, like, when I first told my friends, family, colleagues, things that um, that had gone sober, it was always like, oh, a bit boring. Like, that's the first word that was sort of, like, flung about. Oh, it's a bit boring. That's a bit boring. So I thought, actually, no, because I'm really, I find myself far from boring. I hope others do as well. My friends definitely comment to say that, um, yeah, definitely not boring. So, yes, sober but not boring um, came to life. Uh, it's been amazing. It's um, just over six months sober now. Um, I feel like... The only way to describe it is feeling like a totally different person. Um, and I am I feel like it's really infectious, my journey so far. And I'm just so excited to see where the next six months um, lay. But it's, yeah, I've been I've been enjoying it so far. Um, and just f- discovering new parts of myself that I didn't know that I had before. Like I've really, really, really brought, um, sort of built this new confidence um, from like going to the gym, working out, getting like such a up in the morning, early routine, up and going, um, not change my eating habits though, I still love um, to eat some junk food unfortunately, like that maybe needs to change, maybe that's like my next thing, um, but no, I do, um, got to have some luxuries in life, so yeah, um, but yeah, that's me. Yeah, you're doing really, really well though, like I think especially, you know, you're Scottish, I'm Irish, and not to like play on stereotypes, mm-hmm. but In our uh, culture, we absolutely love a drink and we are always surrounded Mm -hmm. by it as well. So it's really great that your friends are really supportive of you. And obviously you showing them that you can be sober and have a great time is is really, like like you said, infectious to other people as well. Like there is the stereotype that being sober is like, oh, that is really boring, but it's really not. And I think Mm -hmm. only when you go sober or you've been sober for a while, do you really understand that and it's I think it only comes with being on that journey because we probably thought the same thing whenever we drank a lot um but really you have to do it to know it's kind of like this wee sober secret 
and you only discover mm -hmm. it on the journey. Um, and I love how you said you've got really into wellness as well. And, you know, was that something that you weren't really into before and it's something you've only discovered when you're, you've been sober? Or do you think that just being sober has definitely made it so much easier for you? I think like after lockdown, like number one, two, three, I don't know how many we even had, but after <laughs> that, I started to feel like I, I could see everybody like feeling, doing home workouts and being motivated. Um, and I just wasn't, on that page it wasn't for me at all I loved walking like I, that's if I could walk somewhere and I knew it was maybe just going to be up to an hour I'd do that rather than get the bus like I just loved putting a good podcast on or Lady Gaga's album on repeat once again and just like taking um, a good stroll but I, after going sober a little bit before I did I did go to the gym but it wasn't as much as what I am now because obviously being hungover being demotivated it was just a constant like circle of um working going out at the weekend partying and then I'd be like oh push try to push myself to go to the gym but it just didn't happen whereas now I've really got myself into a routine um if I'm working from home at eight o'clock in the morning I'm setting my alarm at half past five and have a quick coffee and then I'm at the gym for 6 a.m doing a workout coming home and then getting ready to work um, even this morning, like I woke up, I knew the gym opened at eight. I was there for opening, done an hour workout and then joined yourself. So, um, no, it's been amazing to like get into that routine. I can see the changes in my body as well. Like, it's crazy. And I always had insecurities about my body. I wasn't really open about it. And I knew like, I wasn't one, especially like, in the summertime, if we're sitting in the friends with meadows, as you do having ciders, things like that. I never really took my top off. It wasn't about, um, saying, I did feel that a little bit insecure. I was real. I'm always been really, really slim. Um, I've got a really high metabolism, which some people are like, "Oh my god, this is a, that's amazing that you could eat what you want and still um, stay really slim." But for me, it wasn't that. I didn't. I didn't want to be slim. I wanted to feel like bulkier and have broad shoulders. But and I think this is why even now I still wear like oversized clothing. It's just my style and just the way I like to dress. But I can feel myself like filling the clothes out now like filling it out more I can see the changes in my arms and my body and that's where I'm getting my boost from um on the sober journey it's not from like a glass of wine um or from a vodka soda or whatever I used to drink it's from actually doing a workout um coming home feeling that dopamine and having that cold shower and then looking at myself in the mirror and starting to see those changes every week it just it just makes me feel so even like thinking about it, I'm actually smiling like because I know how much it makes me feel good um yeah it just excites me yeah I'm smiling too because I can just feel that like self-love radiating from me and it's really mm -hmm. really nice and you look fantastic and you're glowing and I think <laughs> like that is it's so true that it's really hard to stay consistent when you're drinking and I think this goes mm -hmm. for even if you're having like say a couple of glasses of wine like the next day whether you realize it or not and I definitely had this like I would maybe come home from work and have a couple of glasses of wine you know didn't feel like I drank that much but maybe the next day I'd be like oh, I couldn't really be bothered to go to the gym today mm -hmm. and then like skip yep. a few days and just not even realize that it was because of the the wine that I drank the the day before like it was affecting the energy levels and it really does yep. and it affects your consistency and that's really obvious in what you've just said like you've been able to stay so much more consistent in your training like you're yeah. noticing massive massive differences and a lot of people might have fitness goals health goals and they feel like they're just on a hamster wheel going in circles constantly having to start over again 
and it's it is just exhausting and like it really affects your self-esteem as well whenever you feel like you're constantly setting goals and you're not actually you know achieving them because you're constantly self-sabotaging and like you said as well like you've grown your confidence and I truly believe that that's why it's because now whenever you say you're going to do something you actually do it and I feel like it's that it follows on from everything in life as well. Like just um, discovering like new hobbies and doing different things and having that more motivation at work as well. Like logging in on a Monday morning or heading into the office and actually having that get up and go. Um, it's not just like the physical changes in my body that I'm seeing. It's really the the mentally as well. It's on, honestly I cannot even describe it from the person this time last year to the person I am now. And I can say as well like this time last year around October. Um, so a little bit further on um, I was really mentally low um, it was the first time I actually sat and admitted um, to my mum I had a conversation and I had to speak to a doctor um, and I got prescribed antidepressants for the first time ever in my life and I think it was something that it mainly was a shake-up and I was like I need to make some changes in my life and it wasn't till around so that was mainly like November time and it was the March like things started to fall into place and I was noticing that everything that was um, affecting me in my life and making me feel really low was actually alcohol which was it was so weird and I remember it was this and I'm, I, I remember for a while after um when I first went sober it took me a while to um admit reasons as to why and I only really really told some friends recently I sat and told somebody actually last night when we went out after work um that I was attacked in, like attacked just along the street from where I live um coming off a bus from a night out I was so so drunk um I blacked out and do you know that it was around three or four days later that actually didn't like it didn't come to me actually what had happened and that was what was so scary um and that was probably one of the lowest points that I've ever felt I remember going to my mum's on the Sunday so the after I could hardly walk because um I was pushed pushed over by like a bunch of teenagers um, I'd really scraped on my knees I'd bashed my head so I woke up and my pillow was covered in blood I was honestly terrified because I couldn't remember anything it was like a total blackout and that was the lowest that I'd felt like for a very long time um, and since speaking to a doctor obviously in like November time but after that I was like what is it going to take like this in the mor- on that Sunday morning I woke up in my bed and I actually remember thinking what is it actually going to take for me to realize that alcohol's not agreeing with me it's not for me anymore um am I gonna have to wake up in a hospital bed like am I gonna have to like is something seriously gonna happen to me that is totally life-changing to my physical body um for me to say actually alcohol's not for me anymore um and I lay there I remember lying there and it was awful and then I finally took myself into the bath and it was just I couldn't even stand in the shower that it, honestly talking about it now I was I could look back at them and I, I want to look at back at myself sorry and I feel like I want to like grab myself and shake them and say like you're, you're doing the right thing like all the thoughts that you're having about cutting alcohol out your life is totally the right thing so just do it um and I went around to my mum's for a takeaway on the Sunday and I remember I laughed it off I was like oh no I fell I didn't tell them I was I was actually quite embarrassed because it started to come back to me what had happened um from the blackouts I started to remember in the afternoon I was like something happened like I didn't fall um and I left it off to my mom and my sister was there and I remember being like oh I fell yeah I fell like oh you know what I'm like I was drunk I fell over and then I didn't really feel I didn't actually tell I told one of my friends a month later we went out for dinner we were going to a gig that night and it was my first sober gig um 
And I remember having this conversation and just, I was like, I'm going to tell her. And you know the relief I felt when I actually told somebody as well that had happened to me. Um, I, oh, it just, it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders because I'd h- held that in for so long. Um, and I think maybe people, like people were so supportive of the sober journey. That was only like around a month in of me saying that I'm sober. But I think when people, when you tell people, actually this scary thing happened to me and that's what took for me to realise that alcohol isn't for me anymore. Um, people were so much more supportive. Like they were always supportive before when I said, I don't want to drink anymore. It's just not for me. But when I gave those reasons, I was like, actually, what is it going to take for me to be like, no more alcohol for me. It's not working. I'm blacking out. Look, I've been pushed over and attacked in the street. My leg, I couldn't work out for four weeks. My leg was like literally the same color as Homer Simpson. Like it was awful. Like, and looking back on it now, like I always say this, like when I tell people, even last night when a work colleague um, were talking about like my sober journey, and when I um when I was speaking about last night, I actually said to them, I was like, if I could see those people now, I'd thank them. Like it sounds so crazy to say, but if I was to see those bunch of teenagers that done that to me that night in the street, because uh, they were, they were probably just taking the piss because I was drunk. And there's probably stuff that a lot of teenagers do. I was stoning about, falling about, and they're probably having a laugh and they thought it was funny, but actually they, they hurt me. And it, but if I was to see them now, I would say, Do you know what? Thank you. That was the wake up call that I needed. And I'm like, look at me now. Like, I feel like such a better person. Oh, Douglas, thank you so much for like opening up about stuff like that. Because I know it opening up about mental health is like such a difficult (laughs) thing to do. And I think speaking up about it is really, really important. So I really appreciate you doing that. I know it's not an easy thing to do. Um, And also, I'm I'm really sorry that it had to come to that. And although you say, you know, it, it obviously was was the moment for you that you realized something needed to change you know nobody deserves to have that happen to them and that never should have happened to you um and I'm really really sorry that it did but obviously you know it it sparked massive massive change in your life um and I think that is the really scary thing you know sometimes like really really scary things like that can happen and it is just that thought of if I had have been sober, would this have happened? Like maybe I would have been able to defend exactly. myself. I'm really terrified with the thought that I actually yep. don't remember this happening. And, you know, that is that is really, really scary. And, you know, obviously that moment has just completely changed your life. And the thing is, it's mm-hmm. so normalized for these kinds, for like complete chaos to happen when people are drinking. And like you said, you laughed it off because you know, like and I think a lot of us do laugh off these types of things because we are embarrassed like or we don't show that we're embarrassed you know like the states that like people can get themselves into like I know obviously you said that you used mm-hmm. to black out quite a lot you've been in some states like yeah. I know I've been really in some bad. really really bad yep. states as well especially when I was a teenager mm-hmm. and you used to just be like oh my god that was so funny what even happened last night like we were such a mess we did such stupid things and like put yourself in actual like danger in ridiculous situations with mm-hmm. strangers Absolutely. stuff like that and looking back you're like that's really not okay and it's normalized and people like think it's funny but you know there does come a stage where it's just not funny anymore and obviously that happened with you when you're like this isn't a laugh anymore um Mm -hmm. and yeah I'm just really proud of where you've got to now you know it must have took a lot of inner work to to really address that and that was going to be my question you know what what pushed you to to give up alcohol and that is 
yeah, that's definitely a massive, a massive, massive thing to happen. Um, did you ever consider giving up alcohol before that, or did you always just laugh off situations? It was one of those things where, like, for years, it's always been something in the back of my mind. Um, I'd always had things. I'll be honest, like many things, like not too similar to be being attacked or anything like that. But I've woke up before and I've hurt myself, and I think everybody's done it. Like when they've woke up and they've they've hurt themselves, they've lost their phone, they've smashed their phone. But all these things to me, I was especially because I couldn't remember them happening. That was what I was like. That's what scared me. It was like in my head, I'm like, how can I not remember? every single second from last night and the first thing I'd do is I'd, I'd pick up my phone I'd be in the group chat with the girls I was with last night and I'd be like hey morning girls how are you oh I'm, I blacked out is everything was everything okay there was like a lead up to events um to that night where I did make the change but um it is something that's always been in the back of my mind I went around three months during lockdown obviously this is where people tended to have a drink I was working at home at that time I was still staying with my parents um and I was having a glass of wine just after work I was working at home at that time I was in a different job it was quite stressful I'd have a glass of wine um but then I was realizing the glass couple of glasses of wine I'd get lazy I'd be ordering takeaways because it was so because you had the money because you weren't able to spend money anywhere else you could order takeaways you're buying bottles of wine it was just like a routine and then I remember thinking I need to move out my parents I was like I want to start saving for a flat this is like this is the perfect opportunity I'm staying with my parents every bit of money I'm earning let's just start saving for a flat um so about two or three months after lockdown I finally started saving some money and it was that was and that's the first time as well I said I'm going to actually stop drinking for a little while I think I'll maybe lasted about three months um at that time but and to be honest I didn't really notice like anything um physically or mentally changing about myself I think it was just the scenario that we were in there and then that um lockdown was a big massive pressure cooker for everybody that maybe I didn't start to realize actually it was affecting my physical and mental health by not boozing um but I realized that I was seeing my bank balance go up because I was saving so much money because I wasn't um, going away and spending like eight or nine pound because I was treating myself to like nice bottles of wine uh, at the local co-op because I was like I've got money I could just spend it it's great um, but the money was adding up and then a year later like obviously lockdown started to ease and then I was able to finally like buy my own flat and that was when I started to realize actually if I put my mind to something I can definitely do it and so I was super like super proud of myself finally bought my own place um, and like obviously when you buy a place you start everybody brings you around bottles of Prosecco and I was like after the three or four months I did drink again um, and then that was it really I would say it was in the back of my mind again it's always sort of been there like I would wake up like everybody does on a Sunday morning or the Saturday morning after being out and being like I can't do this anymore but I think more and more times it happened like the blackouts um, the smashed phones the another thing I've done is I've left like my front door open like unlocked and that was scary to me like I live in a, an apartment building so you need to buzz like to get in but I don't know why that just scared me thinking like I've just left that door open anybody could wander in like these things, I, I overthink it, and I was like, that's quite scary to me. Um, and yeah, it just little things, and then so that also that event happened, and I was like, let's just stop it, let's just do it. And I never said it was going to be forever. When I told my friends, I'm like, I'm just having a pause, and that's the words I use, of just like, have a wee pause, have some time to reflect, see how I feel. I downloaded the I Am Sober app. Um, I'm quite a numbers person. I love... Um, 
like figures and counting things up and it's, it is quite infectious and addictive to see that um, number go up and they're sharing your sharing your wee stars being like here's your six months and seeing that it felt really rewarding um and yeah maybe i'm a little bit addicted to it but that's fine it's a good thing to be addicted to um and yeah i feel great it is good like i, I definitely even like yeah it's just i can't describe it I, honestly from this time last year i feel like a totally different person that's amazing it, it is it's just like you said before like what is it going to take like how many situations do you have to get yourself into before you realize like it's not agreeing with you like I think so many of us probably like, that have drank in this way have have done the exact same thing I know I definitely have woke up and gone I cannot do this to myself again like the hangovers just get worse with mm-hmm. age as well like in the past like the year before I gave up drinking I started fainting when I was hungover and I still drank like oh, wow. it's oh, just insa- it's still it's just like, insanity, uh, yeah. like what it? will it take i know what us? does it yeah. take me lying on the floor being like i can't get up and then afterwards you're like oh i could go a wee bottle of wine this weekend though it's fine i'll be absolutely yeah. grand like what it, it is just crazy and i think it is important to talk about the fact that it's not because there's something like wrong with us it's because alcohol is mm-hmm. actually addictive um and i think yeah. it's something that's yeah. not talked about a lot is how addictive alcohol actually is and I think people look at you know being like craving alcohol and stuff like that it's like oh you need to you know be really dependent alcohol to you know crave it and stuff like that but it's definitely not true and you'll probably find that yourself since going sober and it's only whenever you get past that kind of first week where you're craving it again and get through it do you realize like how addictive it actually is because it does it does sing to you and you know come drink a bottle of wine and you're like nah and I think that's the hardest part of going sober at the start and I think that's why a lot of people whenever they're like I want to get off it they can't because it's really hard to break through that like Friday feeling when you're like I really want a drink Mm -hmm. and like at the start did you find like after that event happened it was easy for you to just go I'm off like cold turkey was there anything that you know you struggled with at the start and is there anything that really helped you get through those that first kind of initial period of sobriety I would say that in the beginning I found it easy right and the way that I did I'm not saying yes it was for me it was easy because all I needed to do was look in the mirror I had a gash on my head I looked down at my legs, they were yellow, like I was covered in bruises. So for me, that was like a reminder to stay sober. Um, so it, that for me in the beginning, it was easy, but obviously they started to fade and they went away and I mentally started to feel feel better and I started to forget about what happened that night. And I did really start to want to have a drink. There was times where I was like, oh, maybe just a couple will be fine. But then I was around about the two month mark and that's when I actually made the Instagram page because I wanted something to be like accountable for, for me to say, for me to be out there and say, actually, I am sober and try and get a following. And then I was like looking around on other sober pages to see what other people were posting about. Um, So I was getting a little bit of inspiration from everybody else. And I hadn't really at that point thought about trying like alcohol free wine and things. I just, I love a good kind of Diet Coke. That's my like thing. That's the thing I go to if I want fancy anything nice to drink, a nice coffee um, or a Diet Coke. But actually, there is a lot of alcohol free alternatives out there. So, like, why not give them a bash? So, anytime that 
that's what everybody like you're saying you're Irish and we're Scottish anytime anything's to be celebrated like birthdays um, anytime there's a wedding even when there's like funerals or if you've had a bad day there's at work alcohol's there everybody that's where we go to um, and I was like actually so what happens if maybe I do have a bad day at work but I have rather than thinking oh I really fancy a glass of wine or a glass of Prosecco why not try like an alcohol free alternative and see if that satisfies that craving that I'm having and it truly worked for me. Like, it's honestly, like, just, I remember, like, going into the local home bargains and there's actually, like, a massive section. I was, like, so shocked to see that as well. And I was, like, let's just grab a couple and see how we get on with those. Um, and it did help for me. It, it really did. I actually was, like, sometimes wake up with headaches just from, like, the sugar. I think that's the only thing, but it's gone. Not like a hangover. It lasts until, like, three days later. You wake up, you get a coffee. I think there's cause so much sugar in it, get a wee a sore head, but that's gone in the morning. Like it's away, and I'd honestly, <laughs> um, yeah, I highly recommend if you are going sober and you want to give and you are thinking, oh, I could do with a glass of wine, I could do with a gin. There's so many alternatives out there that you can give a try, and they definitely, for me anyway, personally, they helped sort of curb that craving. Um, and even this week, I've had one of those weeks at work. Um, we went out with colleagues last night after work and we went to the local bar for drinks. I got an alcohol-free cider and it, and do you know what? For the first time, it probably didn't curb that craving. I was like, I really want a glass of wine. Like, it was so weird. I was like, six months in, I'm, it still happens. And it's for me, um, I don't know if it's happened for anybody else, but they still want a drink. And I'm happy to admit that. That's just for me. Like, it's I sometimes do still want to have a little bit of a drink. Um so what I've done is that I actually was just, I wasn't feeling like socialising last night. I wasn't in that sort of mood. So I was like, actually, I'll go to M&S and I'll just treat myself to some alcohol-free goodies from there. Like, I've, let's just get something nice. Like, and I remember seeing on TikTok they had um, some new, new alcohol-free wines to try. Um, and they had they have a big section there as well. So, and they, weirdly, they had some nice reduced to clear gins and stuff. So I'll grab a couple bottles of that. Came home, run a bath made a nice gin. I had some like good um, fruit in it and it just felt nice. It just felt like luxury lying in the bath, face mask on. It curbed that craving and it really lifted my mood. Um, and yeah, it's, it, I know that these hard moments will come around. I feel like for me, I've done everything that involves alcohol, weddings, um, Hindus, birthdays. I've done a solo trip when I went away to Brussels and Obviously, you know, Brussels is famous for um, Belgian beer. I was surrounded by it every single day. Um, and I really, I think I've done everything now. I've been to many gigs. Um, I, yeah, I've just, I'm like, nothing, nothing is going to challenge me now where a situation where I'm like, I will need to drink. But I think it's when you do have that hard day or that hard week and it, it sneaks in. It does. It comes into your head and you're like, actually, a nice glass of wine would maybe help, but it it won't and I know mm. the disappointment that I'll feel in myself and it's just not worth it um yeah and I still say I'm like mm. it's not a forever thing Douglas like stop putting this pressure on yourself but I'm like I think now I need to just say to myself actually it is forever Douglas like you are sober like you're not gonna you don't drink and um, that's just who you are now um but even like saying that that excites me like it's like it's like a that fire's there and it's burning and um yeah I probably I think I should just maybe just say now that's it Douglas you are sober oh it's not for everything just get rid of that thought like you heard it here yeah. first oh, I know. yeah I think I just need to um I just need to get rid of that feeling oh Douglas you didn't say it was forever no it is forever um I wouldn't be anybody else now like I don't want to go back to that party boy that I used to be going out every weekend 
wasting those Sundays, working on the Monday, like feeling awful. Like that's just not my life anymore. Um, Mm. I appreciate the smaller things in life and yeah it makes mm-hmm. I've got to sound like such an old man don't I god 32 going on 62 <laughs> but um nah that's just that's just where I am at my life right now and I'm loving it yeah it's really important as well like I'm very proud of you to get into the point you're at now because it's so true that you know it can be easy for people to not drink at the start if they've had a really like something very traumatic like what happened to you because you're you're Mm -hmm. scared of drinking again because you're like oh my god like that happened I need to stay away from it and sometimes you'll have a big scare and you'll be like right I need to stay off it for a while but you're right you can just forget then after a while like the moment's passed you're kind of over it and it's very easy to start to romanticize alcohol again because it's it's everywhere it's so romanticized you know you said that you you know had moments of craving wine and wine is honestly the most romanticized drink of all time like no matter like I'm re-watching Desperate Housewives at the minute (laughs) and I swear (laughs) to god they sit with a glass of wine every evening like it's 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 the same in like most series you know it's just such a it's so normalized to just sit and chill with a glass of wine in the evening and you're just constantly surrounded by it so you know it is I think sometimes even harder to get further on in your sobriety journey when you're further away from you know the the pain and the chaos that alcohol has caused in your life and yeah. it's easy to forget that and it's easy to look look at it in a different way um, and start romanticizing it again. But, you know, your your Instagram is proof that there are so many like great uh, non-alcoholic alternatives. And I was actually nosing mm-hmm. on there and I didn't realize that they had the Aperol spritz in, is it Little? <gasps> that but, was, to be honest, that was, that was like the the first thing I, st- I posted one of my friends mm-hmm. um who I told I was going alcohol free and I loved an Aperol like that was mm-hmm. the go-to cocktail um and then Lidl had these like little bottles that were mm-hmm. Aperol mm-hmm. um and you could add no seco to it oh my god it was they were so good I was this I mean, this just <laughs> tastes the same and that really curbed that craving oh you need to try them they're so good and I think it's just seeing things in a different way as well I think we romanticize alcohol so much and we feel like like for example, like me and my partner really, really want to go to Italy. And whenever we used to think of going to Italy, we were like, oh, maybe we can have some like, we can have limoncello, we can have nice Italian wine, mm-hmm. and we can have Aperol spritz. Yep. And like, especially I think it's harder being sober whenever you're a foodie because I feel like it's romanticized mm-hmm. even more, especially because, you know, there's like wine pairings and like you go to different countries. And like you said, you, you know, you've, you've been places and, you know, they're surrounded by alcohol um and it is tempting to try new things whenever you're in new places and make it like feel like you're missing out but I think you can actually just change change the script a bit and be like but actually I can have like Sicilian lemonade I can have gelato I can have gorgeous coffee you know instead of seeing what you what you can't have see like look at it as what you can have and you've obviously done that with like the the gorgeous creations that you've created with I cannot believe that you got 50 CL in Marks and Spencer's for like what 1.80 or something that was, yeah, it was just last night. I really? couldn't believe it. They had like so many like reduced bargains and it was so, so good. Like that mm-hmm. was the the drink last night that I had after that week that I had. I was like, I need to something just to like curb that craving and it was so good. Mm-hmm. And I even just like it feels even just like it's nice just to get a glass, like get the fruit, get the ice. Um 
in it, like these these things that apart from the alcohol that it does really help. It's um I even know one of my friends who sometimes didn't drink on nights out, um or she just didn't didn't really want to drink as much. Um, she sometimes be like would have a sparkle of water in a wine glass because she liked the feeling mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. of having. Like we said, it's like romanticizing alcohol. Sometimes just even holding the wine glass, mm-hmm. there's something nice about that, or the look of it is. We do we do romanticize it, like you said. Um, and she kind of inspired me in that way as well. And like, let's still just not just put it in a tumbler. Let's actually have um, the cocktail in like a wine glass, add some fruit, add some ice and make it feel like it is mm. luxurious. And it, is, yeah. it does feel like alcohol yeah. a little bit. Romanticize um, sobriety. Nice. Yeah. I think that's what we like. Exactly. The best thing. exactly. It's like you can have like a really nice mocktail, a really nice juice and dress it up the exact same. Just because it doesn't have alcohol in it doesn't mean it's not like just as nice. Like I think romanticizing exactly. sobriety makes it like a hundred times nicer instead of thinking about it in like a negative way like I can't have this I can't have that it's like oh but I can have this and this is actually better because I feel better after it and it's delicious yeah that's that's the same for me it's like it's nice just to actually take the time and think about oh what can I try like what kind of drink can I make and I think for me is is thinking about um the time aspect as well like um you always would just if you're having wine so you just pour it out the bottle uh, pour it into your glass like really quick and you're dr- down in it and it's gone but actually when you start when you are sober and you have these um other drinks that you're trying i always feel like you're like oh it tastes really nice it's really refreshing um and they do make you feel good as well but whereas if you're having a glass of wine you're down in it you're not actually tasting it suddenly you're you're feeling not great you're losing like all your senses are being um God, what's the word i'm looking for like suppressed um Mm-hmm. At least when you're enjoying these drinks, you're actually enjoying them for what they are rather than just downing it, downing these drinks. Suddenly you're drunk, suddenly you're blacked out. And for me, you're waking up in the morning with your leg, it looks like bloody Homer Simpson. <laughs> like, um, so no, yeah. I am, um, no, this is this is the life for me now, I feel. Yep. <laughs> funny because a few times as well you said you feel like you're becoming a new person and we went to a meet up recently mm-hmm. and you know Kirsty from Sober Buzz was there and I did um, a podcast for her and one of the things she actually said to me that stuck with me really really like it's not left me to this day she was like so many people feel like they become a new person whenever they go sober but actually you're remembering who you were before you drank and like to me like even now that gives me chills and I think it's such Mm -hmm. a beautiful thing and I think the sad thing is especially in like Scotland and Ireland when we've probably like I I don't know about you but I know I've drank since I was about 15 you know I never knew who I was because you know my life revolved around drinking and you know drunk memory well drunk memories I say but you know lack of memory yeah but once they're there yeah yeah (laughs) and you know you might have had hobbies whenever you were younger you know I love playing guitar and stuff and I actually had a a chance singing and showed up hungover day bloody you know gigs and stuff like that and messed Mm -hmm. it up you know and it's sad to look back and think of how much maybe you've sabotaged throughout your life because of alcohol and you know I think you like that is such an important thing as well. And I was just wondering, do you feel that way as well? Do you feel like you are coming back to who you were meant to be in a way? Absolutely. Like the way you're describing it is absolutely how I feel. Like it's so crazy. You just, the, when I look back and I think looking at the, let's just, what can we call it? It's still Douglas. It's the old Douglas, let's just say. He worked Monday to Friday, went out the weekend drunk. That's it. Monday to Friday, went the weekend drunk, and it was literally the same routine. Whereas now there's so much more to my life. Like 
I just feel like I'm going to the gym, I'm taking my knees swimming, I'm doing things, like, I'm just, there's just little things that I appreciate, um, I'm out in my garden, like, that's, I love doing that, I find that really relaxing, I'll sit with my vinyl player on and listen to music, like, these are parts of Douglas that I'm really enjoying, and it's like R.I.P. the old Douglas, like, there was nothing in his life that was really enjoyable. I was counting down the days and the minutes until I was going out and partying at the weekend again. Um, it was just so normalised that that was the way of living. Like, I don't know for you, but for me, I remember watching him. Um, how old would I have been? Like, early, 18, 19, 20, and being addicted to Geordie Shore and Towie and all these, like, reality shows which are meant to be reality. But it's not. They're going out and just getting pissed every day. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. I thought that's who I wanted to be. And I look back and I, I feel like I want to grab myself, be like, Douglas, that's not normal. That's not reality. Like, they're saying it's a reality show. It's not. That's, I don't want to be like those people. And I know now they're all changing. They're all different. And they're all, some of them are even sober now, which is amazing to see. You can see some of these reality stars are, um, on their sober journeys, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, that was just, it just felt so normal that that was, yeah, logging in Monday to Friday, getting drunk on the weekend, meeting your friends, like, where we're going, what we're doing, where we're pre-drinking, what you wear. It's weird as well. Like, when you think about it, the conversation around the weekend started on Monday and it was already like, what are you wearing? Where are we pre-drinking? Where are we going? Um, the conversation was always around the one day, the Saturday, when actually there's seven days in the week. Like, what the heck were we doing? Like, let's enjoy every single day, not be counting down the days until a Saturday night. And we're going out, and let's just say we're out, what, from seven o'clock at night, maybe I've got to a friend's house for pre-drinks. And if, if for me, if you're lucky, you're lucky if I could last past midnight, because honestly, I was blacked out, gone. But let's just say on average, it's from seven until three in the morning. That's not a long time. And what, we're living our lives around a Saturday night, which is technically seven at night until three in the morning. And then that's it. That's our life. And we're always counting down those days until that moment. And it's like, there is more to life than that. And I'm just... For me, it's not for me anymore. I just, oh God, even I feel like mm. I'm like on like some sort of statue. Like, come on, don't do it. Uh, but you know what I mean. I'm just like, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's just everyone can make their choices, and that's totally fine. If that's what they want to do, that's fine. Like, but mm. actually, what I would say is maybe take a pause. Even just do a do a month. Sober October's coming up. Take that time. Stop mm -hmm. drinking for a month mm -hmm. and actually think about how you feel. Like, how do you feel mentally and how do you feel physically? Get up, go to the gym, do a workout um, every every morning, maybe five mornings a week. And just, and then after that October comes to an end, see how you feel. And if you feel better, why not? Maybe not drink every weekend, maybe every second weekend. And like, it's just about alcohol moderation and not just going out every single weekend and blacking out waking up with the worst anxiety like that was something that um I really suffered was anxiety and weirdly um I got it before the night out as well like I don't know if this is anything you ever had but I was I've been physically sick with anxiety before going on a night out I'm like what's that about like feeling anxious and nervous about oh what's going to happen tonight like well are we going to have a good night I remember um being an it's like a work thing I got invited down to London for with a friend and I was really nervous and anxious to go to it. That actually was like physically sick. My friend's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I just feel really anxious and worked up. But it was because I know that I was going to get drunk and probably forget about the night and maybe embarrass myself. And it's weird, like the anxiety that it's um, brought on before and after. Um, but 
no more, no more of that. I'm just, yeah, I, I, I do have anxious moments, and I know, and it's, I think everyone naturally does, but the, the anxious moments aren't as high um, as what they are when I used to drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's so normalized to be in that kind of routine as well, that you feel like mm-hmm. the alien whenever you kind of, it does feel like you're on a different planet a wee bit like that. Cause you're, it's like your eyes have suddenly been opened to how you've been living your whole life. And you feel like you're in like a different dimension watching everybody still doing it. And you're just kind of like, Oh my God, why is nobody seeing this? Like this, this, this yeah. is a real, this is a real issue. And you know, you see people constantly like like you said you can never you know make decisions for other people but you know it it is hard to see people go for the same thing you've been through and kind of think you know I wish you could see it too but it it just it opens your eyes so much to how how much you're just stuck in this hamster wheel and you never question it because it's so normal and most people are just kind of like surviving instead of loving and they're just dragging yeah. themselves through the Absolutely. day and then drinking and not even remembering it and then they're hungover and then they do it all again and it's just it is just kind of like surviving even if they're going and doing wholesome things you know maybe they don't really have as much energy for it as they would if they, if they weren't drinking you know you said that you go and spend time with your niece and you do all these wholesome things now and I bet you anything that now it just feels so much better because I think sobriety definitely like it brings true connection to your life and I think that's something that you know I genuinely didn't expect either because I think when I was drinking a lot of my connections weren't really sincere so I actually felt lonely like I felt even more lonely when I was going out drinking because yeah like I had anxiety as well it's like such a real thing for so many people and it was definitely one of the main reasons that I wanted to give up alcohol and I think I used to wake up in the morning and feel so anxious and lonely and be like oh my god why did I tell that person that why did I do that why did I overshare to that person I don't even know them that well do you know stuff like that and like I don't have that anymore because I think when when you are sober, you're so much more mindful of your connections and you realize that friendships yeah. and connections take time. You know, you can't just make a best friend on a night out and that's you forever. And maybe sometimes you can, but yeah. you know, true connection takes time and it's so much more rewarding to just put that effort in and really listen to people properly and really get to know them properly. And, you know, obviously mm-hmm. me and you have realized that because we went to a super meetup and we've met each other. And, you know, is that something that you yeah. ever would have thought that you would have been able to do? Oh my God. Last weekend, I was so nervous. Like, cause usually typically for meeting new people, like, Oh, it's usually on a night out and you've had a drink and you've got that drink to give you that confidence. Um, <laughs> to be honest when I had a drink it didn't really give me confidence I used to just I would black out and forget everything anyway and just be like sort of like foggy I wasn't my friend said that that I'm so much more confident now without alcohol but for some reason last week I was like really nervous and anxious but as soon as I got there and I met everybody it was I felt so inspired it was nice to hear about everybody's journey and how long they'd been sober for and make those connections and then actually start following everybody on Instagram and if honestly this time last year if I was to say to myself like Douglas you're going to go to like a sober meetup I'm going to be doing this podcast right now I'd be like <laughs> what are you talking about pal like you're going to go out with your pals tonight and get drunk as a Saturday night shut up um but no it's like it's been so exciting to meet so many people um 
and make those connections through Instagram and share those alcohol-free things that we're trying out and making those actual, like you said, like connections. And um, it's so funny. Recently, we were talking about um, my connection with my niece. Like she is just an angel. She is like absolutely my best friend. Like I can't even describe her. She is just, oh, just everything in my life right now. Honestly, I just feel warm just talking about her. She's just a wee angel. Um, and even just recently, my sister messaged in the group chat. She was wanting to go out for dinner with her boyfriend tonight. Um, and me and my mum are actually like having an argument over who can look after her. And I'm like, oh, I'll take her. Like <laughs> I, my Saturday nights are spent and where I get my enjoyment now is actually spending a night with my niece, watching a Disney film, getting the table covered in snacks. Like that is where my enjoyment is now. It's not... Um, like going out and getting pissed every night in the club or like oh just it's even thinking about like I actually feel like riddled with anxiety about thinking about the things that I have done when I've had a drink whereas I'd rather be at peace lying on the sofa with my niece watching Pocahontas well actually Mm -hmm. she's a night Pocahontas but watching some Disney film um Mm -hmm. that's where that is where um life is for me right now and that's what I really Mm, enjoy that's so wholesome though and I think it is it is actually like really (laughs) nice like when we went out last time it was a Friday I was coming home and I was like I just can't wait to get under my bed (laughs) like you do just take so much more enjoyment from the little Mm -hmm. things like you start to actually really enjoy like just cozying up people are like oh having a cup of tea on Friday night and getting all cozy like oh my god that sounds boring you're like no I cannot describe to you that this is utter bliss to me and I'm so happy right now (laughs) and I do not care if you think it's boring because this is like absolute bliss and it's just like you said as well your confidence has grown and I think it's the word for it is just you're you're so much more content when you're not continuously embarrassing yourself when you're drunk. Yeah. Yep. I actually like remember like picking up my phone on the Sunday morning and being like having the fear to even look at it, like to open up WhatsApp. Or even then after that, you get finally get rid of that fear. But there's always something else. You're like, oh my God, how much money did I spend last night? Let's open up oh, the bank. Oh my God, I know. And that was where like, so it was like continuous anxiety. But that's one thing as well that I've, really appreciated it um also i live i live alone well i'm living with my wee cat celine so but that's just alone <laughs> with my cat um and it's nice that when i'm um, getting paid and i've paid my bills and paid the mortgage and all that and i can see that money there in my bank i'm not like okay right i've got this on that weekend i'll need to put money away for that i've put this on this weekend like it's i was constantly dividing up where my money had to go every weekend because i knew i had the things coming up whereas now i look at my bank and i'm like okay what well, I've got there's money there I have money to spend and I can treat myself to like nice clothes or actually go away and buy like I love cooking that's another part that I've discovered to myself that I love actually spending two hours making a good meal like that's that's where I spend my time now as well and there's just real enjoyment and comfort actually it's putting something in the oven and it's been in there for a couple of hours and then taking it out and it's just even thinking about it, I'm like oh my god what can I make for dinner tonight I'm already like how am I going to spend my evening on a Saturday night and it is cooking a good meal going out and buying some like wholesome ingredients and making something really really nice um mm-hmm. and it is there is that there is a real joy of like looking at your bank balance and knowing exactly where every single penny's gone and it's not in some random bar on the grass market um and ubers and some random chippy that you don't remember eating or you're spewing up the next morning like these are things i know exactly where all my money's going now and it's on things that I enjoy in life and hanging in my wardrobe or Celine and surrounding my spare room with toys like and ever my home actually feels homely like I've been able to that extra money that I'm having from not going out and getting blackout drunk I'm able to buy nice things um 
and that's yeah that makes me feel good it's just taking back control and it sounds like you're really like taking proper care of yourself now taking back that control that alcohol took away from you and I think that's Mm -hmm. such a powerful thing as well being like no I am in control now like you do not have a grip on me anymore and I get to decide how my life is going to go and you've made some like incredible changes in your life and it is really really inspiring and I want to ask you what have been your top three sober wins in sobriety? Like, what oh. would you say would be your top three sober wins? Things that you've done without a drink that you never would have thought a year ago you could have done. Um, definitely one of my best friends, Hendu. So I was the man of honour. So we organised all that. We went away to like a, it's like a cottage, lodge. Um, and I remember that was actually the first event I'd said, if I want a drink, I'll have one. I'll have it. And as the closer the event got, I went, I'm not having a drink. Let's just leave it. Like, let's just, if I can get through that weekend without having a drink, I'll feel amazing. And honestly, I did. So that was one of my first sober wins to actually get through that hen weekend. And honestly, when I left and I got home on the Sunday and I was in the car with the girls who were hungover from the night before and I just got in and I tidied the flat, I put my washer on, I just felt glorious. Like, there's no, and I felt like I'd really achieved something. So that was definitely like, number one um number two being able to i didn't think i'd get a holiday this year so thinking just because obviously i do live alone um that maybe i wouldn't have been able to save some money and get a little city break so i booked i did book a city break and i went to away to brussels um for a solo trip for my birthday and again this was always it's weird it's in the back of my head if i want to have a drink i can have one um but i didn't i didn't i I was like it's that achievement of being like not having one so again going on holiday being alone on that solo trip um and not having a drink and actually being able to afford to take myself on holiday that was nice being able to save some money that i'd usually spend on a night out um, and popping that money away and taking myself on a nice little solo trip so that was number two um number three hmm, i feel like there has been so many um i actually think number three would be the sober meetup last weekend being able to actually make connections with people and putting myself out there without having a drink and just and just meeting everybody, like meeting some people who are on the same page as you um, and meeting yourself and being able to do this podcast today is something I never thought I'd be able to do. Um, yeah, that would be number three and just making all those connections through Instagram and seeing everybody on their journeys and it truly inspires me um, and makes me feel good. So yeah, I think that would be number three. Those are fantastic sober ones. And I think as much as you're inspired by everybody else, you're also inspiring a lot of people as well. You know, not every Scottish guy, it's not often you see Scottish guys being like, I'm not going to drink again. You know, it is really important and it is really nice to see so many people going sober now. And there definitely is a massive rise in people waking up to the effects of alcohol and realizing that they can love without alcohol because, you know, as just shoved on your throat everywhere you go and you're made to feel like you can't do anything without it, but you are proof that you can, you know, like those are all amazing Mm -hmm. achievements. And you must have felt so smug, like secretly so smug when everybody was really hungover. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, I feel great. (laughs) You know, I yeah. love it. it. Honestly, it is great. I remember um, all the girls even on the... I was making breakfast for them as well, which was great. Like getting up, uh, cleaning out the hot tub right. and like, what does he just want for breakfast? And they're like, they're all looking. And I remember at one point as well, I was up 
dancing on the table. Like, I don't know if I'd taken all their energy from them. I was up dancing on the table, singing into some karaoke mic, and they're like, you, what is going on? And they're just laughing, mm. and it was it was so fun to be able to have that energy. Um, and everyone around me is feeling a bit rough, but I was like, hopefully brought their spirits up, and come on, guys, we're on a hen weekend. Like, um, And yeah, it was it is nice. In a way, it is smug. It is really nice when you can see people are feeling rough, and you're up, and you've already been to the gym, <laughs> you've had a good breakfast, and you're already thinking... <laughs> What am I going to do in my day when they are probably going to be lying in bed all day uh, feeling crap? Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm off out. I'm away shopping. I'm away taking money swimming. I'm away like doing things that I genuinely enjoy. Yeah, I always feel like that too. I'm like, I know people see me posting this and they're like, hate me right now. <laughs> but I don't yep. care because yep. your journey is your journey, isn't it? And you have to enjoy it mm-hmm. for the yeah the path that you're on and just enjoy every minute of it and just love your life and. Yeah, you are really, really inspiring. I'm really proud of you. I'm really glad oh, that I met you. you recently. I'm excited to f- for future meetups as well. Like, I'll definitely be going to more meetups in the future as well. Um, and I'm really, really, like, it's been great having you on the podcast today. Um, I was so excited to get you on. Um, yeah, thank you for being my first guest in a wee while. I know, I've loved it. I've actually really enjoyed it. I was so nervous, but now actually I'm buzzing. Like, I've got this, like, genuine, like, adrenaline of feeling that was this was fun i loved it <laughs> will you have me back <laughs> yeah absolutely i'd have you back anytime and like like we said it is about that connection and you do just form connections with people whenever people that get it i think that's what it is yeah. it's you can yep. feel so alone in your sobriety journey and like so many of you know your your other friends just they might not really get it they're like yeah you're sober like that's cool but they don't really understand like as much as somebody who's been through the same thing would um and I think that is the beauty in forming connections with people who have been through something similar and they they really understand you um and it can just it just makes you stronger doesn't it it makes you stronger on your journey and that's why I have like the separate Instagram to like my personal one so like I want to feel like have my sober sober but not boring so I can make those like genuine connections with um, people who are sober and that tends to be the accounts that I tend to follow so when I want to be on there and be inspired and maybe see what sort of other uh, mocktail recipes and things are out there and look and see what people are up to and make those connections. Um, and it's nice to have like the two separate ones, like one's my friends and see what they're all up to. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to attend more meetups, meet more people um, and make those connections and just keep building Sober But Not Boring as well and um, have some more people follow me and get to know me and yeah, and hopefully I can inspire them as well, which would be nice. Well, I know that I'm really excited to follow your journey and to get to know you better and to go to more meetups with you. It's great finding more sober people here in Edinburgh. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, if you want to follow Douglas, his, his Instagram is sub- at sober but not boring. I'll just put all his links down below anyway, and you can go follow him over there. Thank you so much for coming on again. I hope you have a lovely Saturday. It already sounds like you've started it off really yep. uh, in the best possible way, really. You've been to the gym yep. already. You've done a podcast. It's only going on to half past 10. So I think you're one in yeah. a life today boosted and ready to go i'm going to take my mom out for coffee and a cake so and it's going to be sunny so i am ready to go (laughs) that sounds amazing right thank you so much for coming on douglas bye thank you Bye. bye for now